0: Hope we're allowed to. I do. I hope we're allowed to say that word because one of us, not going to say who, one of us said it in the first two minutes of the program, in the first hour, here on a Friday afternoon.
1: Guess what? You don't have to say it because you know why? There's tape for that. Is there tape? It's Roll 20- it. Oh, God. All right. Hold well, again- on. Here's the backstory. Here's the backstory. Randy... Yeah. Completely forgot that he said that word. Okay, no, he was he did not adamant. Forget. He was just he was adamant it. for ninety minutes that he did not say it. Guys, or are you I- just trying to steer us all in an opposite? It
0: direction? It was a classic case of gaslighting, is what was happening. <laughs> he thought we were too lazy to go back and check the check the tape. <laughs> it took about five seconds to find it. Um, there are a lot of listen. You know, every time you point your finger, there's three what three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah, good isn't math. That the, isn't that the well, math? Aaron Judge is twenty. Math keeps coming up here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the <laughs> ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. She's Chris Budden, Chris with a K, Budden like Joe Budden. I'm Randy Scott at Randy Scott. ESPN is the Twitter handle. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What had happened was uh, I. <laughs> I uh, have been awake since 3.15. Um, for all those asking, I surfed the old snooze button on the phone for a couple of tries. Got a little frisky on a Friday. So I've been awake for quite some time. I see like eight people in that room right now. Some of them don't even work here in that fishbowl. I'm so tired. So that is, not an, that is not an excuse. It's just an explanation as to why I truly did not believe that I said that word. And you almost got me to say it again. But I will say this, though. Okay? We're not sure who that is on the tape. We don't know who that is. It could be Steak Chris. Dope. You can doctor anything these days, really. <laughs> yeah, it's you definitely really not can. me. Also, when you're <laughs> quoting someone, so this happens on SportsCenter sometimes in the morning. Uh, if you're quoting someone you can say words that are kinda in the margins, like you got the dump button ready? No, but like H E double hockey sticks, Beaver Dam. You know that's, but not Beaver. You know what I mean? Not Beaver with the part. Although be, I guess Beaver could be. You anyway, can say. So both can you of those stop before you end up here.
1: fired? I, I. This is the first show we've worked together. I've really yes. enjoyed working with you. So okay, stop. Chris, I yeah. think you're
0: safe. To that point, <laughs> to that point, though, we were talking about enneagrams, uh, in the in the uh, no hold on in the commercial break we were we were, you were and I think because I'm I do feel like a family element like minus oh. Rachel in there if we just get like. <laughs> If we just take an Enneagram test the next time we're all together, because uh, I think that'll probably be February 1st, probably, on the next time they get us all together. <laughs> but why don't we all take one before we come in and we can get all our personality types, read them on the air, and decide whether we agree, right? That sounds
1: like fascinating radio. I do want to know, how. what's the max number of snooze? Like, what is the the... Until you're like, oh, too late, too yeah. late for AM Sports Center. Probably
0: three. If I'm being, I try to be in here at four a.m. You know, just little 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 Johnny tryhard. Just well, good thing you have four. a short day tomorrow. mm Hmm. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's. But I'm working with uh, someone. This will be another time. I'm working with someone I've never worked with. Yeah, before. Braden Gall. It'll Braden, be fun. Braden Gall. But you, you mean, do have seven a.m. Sports Center. Before I do though. have that in the morning as well. Make sure right. You one make of us is on time. Going to, to go into the movies tonight, and the other one is. Doing show prep. All right.
1: Hey, I'm doing seven hours of radio today. Get out. Get off my lawn, Randy. Get off
0: my lawn. (laughs) Uh, The Kyler Murray thing, uh, which really has been like it has been a soap opera. The 48 hours are honestly surreal, and that's even at a time where the NFL, just like the NBA, and the NBA has perfected it, but can sort of dominate a news cycle very much in its offseason. And what Kyler Murray and the Cardinals did, where he gets his contract, and then the language, one particular clause in the deal involving the independent study portion. That gets leaked, probably not by Kyler Murray's camp because it certainly isn't flattering. And I don't know that anybody in the organization would leak it, but who knows. But it gets out there. This language that he has to commit himself to four hours of film study to study the upcoming week's opponent, and that he can't multitask during it, that he can't, (laughs) you know, browse uh, the Internet, that he can't play video games, go on Twitch, uh, go on Roblox, whatever it is. Um, That is in the deal, a $230.5 million deal. And then the criticism comes at Kyler Murray because the logical you know, jump is, all right, there's reason for the team to be concerned. So Kyler feels like he has to defend himself. He calls an impromptu press conference where he can you even call it that because he doesn't take any questions on the issue. He just filibusters for about 11 minutes. And that leads hours later to the team removing the language from the contract. Chris, I've been around football for 30 years as a fan, probably 35 as a fan, and then lucky to be around in this business. Never seen anything like this before.
1: Can we discuss how it's been called an independent study as if this is like a college course that he's getting three hours of credit for? Because that's what it sounds like when really it's (laughs) homework. It's do your job. And I keep going back and forth on this of, of who who is this look worse for? And at the end of the day, you take that pen with the ink, and you put your name on a piece of paper, and you signed up to say, yes, I'm going to do it. If you did not want it out there, then you should have negotiated. At the end of the day, you knew that there was, this was in the contract. You wanted to get paid this amount of money, be the second highest paid quarterback in the league, with a chance that this embarrassing clause might get out there, you put your name to it. So don't Get mad and put your frustration at the media for reporting on this independent study or for people making fun of you or whatever. You're the one that put your name to it. You're the one that agreed to, with an organization that thought you weren't doing your homework and had to put it in there in the first place.
0: This is going to follow him for the rest of his career. There are going to people going to be people who think Kyler Murray plus homework. Kyler Murray plus mm-hmm video games, Kyler Murray plus distraction, whatever it is, how do you put it behind him? How do you put it behind him? Here's Mike Tannenbaum, our ESPN NFL front office insider on Keyshawn Jay Will and Max trying to answer that question.
2: Go play clean football and I think you make a really good point, which is unfortunately now every time he throws an interception or if he gets sacked on third down, someone's gonna say like, oh well, shouldn't he have known that from film study. So it unfortunately brings a lot of attention to something that I'm sure they're trying to do the opposite. And again I would be surprised I'm surprised that they're surprised by it because now it's just going to be a season long narrative around them.
0: He does it by playing somewhere else if I'm being honest. He does it either by forcing a trade, by holding out, by just being disgruntled, by maybe forcing a a, a change in I don't know, sitting I don't know, I don't know, going to baseball. To me a, a drastic way is to put it behind him. I don't know that just playing winning football is is a way to, is a way to ever erase this from his name if it's even possible. And if it is impossible, then you, then Mike is 100 percent right. You go out, you play clean, smart, uh, veteran football, and you win a game in the postseason, it, and you prove that you are the guy to take this franchise to the next step.
1: Also, and, and don't care. I've always thought that Kyler Murray was a guy who didn't really care about the narrative around him. He just went out there and played football, but. I mean, you do the social media stuff, you you wipe everything of your Instagram, you allow your agent to put out this letter at the end of last year. They got all this attention. The last time I saw Kyler Murray, he was at Omaha, the College World Series, rooting on Oklahoma, wearing pajama pants. So, I mean, like, you literally don't care what people think of you. Like, you know, people are going to make fun of you wearing pajama pants. Just let this thing go. Let people forget about it, play well, and at some point there'll be some other big news story and it will slowly leave people's minds. But go out there, stop giving any other ounce to this story. And move on, play well, and people will stop talking about it.
0: Well, we know, Chris Budden, that Kyler Murray cares. We know he cares because that's what motivated the press conference that we saw yesterday. Here's a small part about that where he is addressing the people who question his work ethic.
2: To think that I can accomplish
1: everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not, not, not have that passion and not not take this serious is almost it's disrespectful. And it's, it's almost it's, it's almost a joke. You know, um, it's to me, I'm flattered. You know, I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size, I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. This game's too hard to play the position that I play in this league. It's too hard.
0: OK, you can't say that, though. You can't say you don't know why people would question it because he himself told the New York Times late in 2021 he's never going to be a a film rat. He said, "I'm, I'm blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and see it before it happens. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head I see so much. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. So he's said that. He's on record as saying that. Now, there's a big difference between being somebody who sleeps in his office and somebody who can cobble together four hours. So I think he probably operates within the in-between, and I think a lot of NFL quarterbacks do it. Unfortunately, Kyler's going to be the one where this dogs him the rest of his career. We've got a Super Bowl-winning quarterback adding some context to that conversation. We're going to dive into that. We'll hear from him when we come back. It's Chris Budden and Randy Scott. In for the guys, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canton Carlin on ESPN Radio.
2: ESPN app. SiriusXM channel 80. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm just trying to jump in, and after certain lyrics hit, it's tremendous. The timing is not—it's not, it's not bad. Eight eight eight, say ESPN. I turned to Christopher Walken there for you a second. Yeah, let it roll. Yeah, it, it was, it was a timing. The, the not, timing, the timing is not bad. Eight eight eight, say ESPN's the number at ESPN Radio. She's Chris Budden in Dallas, Texas. I'm Randy Scott, ESPN, in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. We we left off. We were talking about it's Kyler Murray's story and and how you know it is somewhat fueled by the man himself. And I just say that. I'm, I'm not saying he leaked this by any means, and it's unfair that it was leaked, Chris, but he did sort of put the narrative out there back in December when he admitted in somewhat, wasn't it admission or a brag, where he's like, I'm, I don't need to study tape that much. I'm not going to be somebody who's going to kill himself in the film room because I have a natural gift. And now this independent study clause put into the contract and a few days later taken out of the contract, and that's where we are. There is a very real, though, Chris, um, set of circumstances that, in my opinion, are unfairly applied to a certain percentage of those playing the quarterback position. And I was appreciative yesterday of the ability to be able to you know, talk about it. With It was myself, it was, it was Nick Friedle, and we, we ran through. We said, you know, what, what do these guys have in common? You know, Lamar Jackson is, uh, could win 12 MVP awards according to one anonymous defensive coordinator, but that coordinator will always consider him a football player and not a quarterback. Kyler Murray is the only quarterback that we know of who's had to have his study habits, you know, enforced, penalized, weaponized, and put into his contract. And Patrick Mahomes weighed in on it. And Patrick Mahomes, this was hours ago at Chiefs training camp where he talked about the thing that he sees in common in these instances.
2: I mean, obviously, uh, the black quarterback has had a battle to be in this position that we are, to have this many guys in the league playing. I think every day we're proving that. Uh, We should have been playing the whole time. We've got guys that think uh, just as well as they can use their athleticism. And so uh, it it always is weird when you see guys like me, Lamar, Kyler, kind of get that on them and other guys don't. But at the same time, we're going to go out there and prove ourselves every day to show that we can be some of the best quarterbacks in the league.
0: He's He's not wrong. I mean, he sees the commonality here, and he sees that there is an added layer of prove yourself. There's an added layer of... Almost like initiation to quarterbacks who are of color. Like Quarterbacks of color have to meet a higher bar in the eyes of so many people in and around football in order to be what, Chris? Taken seriously? In order to be um, sort of given the benefit of the doubt that they do study? You know, do we know what... I'm trying to pick a random, you know, Caucasian quarterback over the... Do we know what Kyle Orton's study habits were? No. But we know that he went to training Mm -hmm. camp with a guitar. Were people worried about him being distracted? You know, if Kyler Murray walks into training camp with a Nintendo Switch under his arm or Kyler Orton goes in with a, a, you know, Gibson, who's going to get criticized? It's going to be Kyler, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: I mean, we were sitting right here like laughing and praising Gardner Minshew for rolling around five months in a prison van playing the guitar and with his lava lamp. So I, I think both can be true. I definitely think that there's a stigma of black quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, I think back to uh, Donovan McNabb had to prove the same thing. Or RG3, you know, like, they're a run first. Do they have the arm? This is always going to be the identity of the black quarterback. But I also think that some of the personality of Kyler has been a little bit self-inflicted. The interview that he gave goes along with that. There had already been leaks within that camp, his teammates, that he wasn't a leader. So I feel like both can be true at the same time. No, no. I don't know every contract in the NFL, but I don't know of a single other contract that has been given an independent study. So in a world both can be true where maybe the Cardinals didn't feel that they were getting the prep that they wanted. if they're going to invest this amount of money, then they wanted the commitment, but then also sit down and have that conversation. And that same world can be true where there's a stigma against black quarterbacks. The other thing that I like, who is this defensive coordinator that's leaking these anonymous quotes? Like this isn't some Big breaking news story that we're using anonymous yeah. sources. If you're so, gonna go criticize these guys, put your name to it.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not Watergate. And I and I say that you know, I I I really do appreciate Mike Sando's column every year where um you know quarterbacks quarterbacks are put into tiers, tier one, tier two, and on down the line. And I think you do get people who are more honest, certainly more inflammatory in the eyes of this defensive coordinator when they're speaking under the cover of anonymity. You know, if you, you don't want to be the guy who didn't vote for LeBron James that one year where he could have been and should have been a unanimous NBA MVP. But those votes, you had to put your name on it, so we figured out who it was. Maybe sometimes you want to avoid that backlash. Think about that. I mean, come on. Like, if there's an NFL defensive coordinator right now who puts his name on what he had to say about Lamar Jackson – I, man, I don't know. Are we talking job security? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was a dog whistle of some comments. It really was. Yeah. So I I don't know. But we're going to ask Warren Moon. Warren Moon's going to join us in about 40 minutes. We're aiming for the top of the 6 o'clock Eastern hour uh, here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. It's a man who lived this, who had to meet that exceedingly high bar, had to meet that bar that... I, I don't know. We'll ask him. In his eyes, I'm sure it was raised uh, every season that he was under center. So we'll get a feel uh, from Warren Moon on that. Maybe ask him about the Seattle quarterback situation, too, because there's a conversation about D.K. Metcalf and the the, the big contract that they gave him, but it's just a three-year deal. So do you get him some some quarterback help uh, to try to maximize your investment? One thing and one man that Patrick Mahomes you know brought into his comments was Lamar Jackson, who has, I think it's safe to say, I mean, he's outperformed his current contract. Absolutely, and if Kyler gets the guaranteed money that Kyler got, nine figures of it, and hasn't won a playoff game, and hasn't been as durable as Lamar, and hasn't won an NFL MVP, you got to think that's where the conversation starts. If you Lamar Jackson's camp, so Lamar was talking about the criticism that he continues to receive. This, you know, these quotes from this anonymous defensive coordinator, but he also compared himself to perhaps, well, I don't know, I don't know how to just, I don't know how to characterize <laughs> it. Here's who he compared himself. Here's Lamar Jackson. <laughs>
2: I mean, I guess this is what comes with it, you know. Um, when, you, when you're when trying to be great, you know, when you're trying to work your tail off, it's going to be negativity. But, you know, they hated Jesus. and I'm not Jesus, so I don't, I don't really worry about it.
1: He did such a big mic drop there that, that no one can even come up with a question after yeah, that. It was, yeah. you're right.
0: What was Jesus' – you know, like what sort of offense did he run, you know? <laughs> was it – was it the, the guy walked on water, was okay? Was it the wing T, you know? Like, I think what's, he ran a 4-3 defense. 4-3 defense, that's yeah. good, that's good. I mean, the Prince of Peace, man, that's, that's who yeah. he compared himself to. So He ran a 4-2-5-40, yeah. 4-2-5, 4-2-5, yeah. in sandals. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw Jesus'
0: combine tape, it was impressive. It, listen, it was on parchment, but you know, Sanskrit, it was great though. It was the Dead <laughs> Sea Scrolls, it was you know, outstanding. Alright, our insider might be raising his six-month-old daughter to be exactly like DK mm. Metcalf. We're going to talk ball. We're going to tell you who that is. It's Candy and Carlin with Chris Button and Randy Scott in for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
3: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! On Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and Good!
0: All right, it's one thing to pay somebody $25, $24 million a year. It's another thing to essentially waste that season. We'll explain. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM, Channel 80, your smart speaker, or however you found us, we're glad you did. We're on ESPN Radio, which is presented by... Progressive Insurance at ESPN Radio. The Twitter handle at Randy Scott ESPN for me at Chris Budden for her. She's in Dallas. Uh, Chris with a K, Budden like Joe Budden. Yeah, you know what? I spell it. You, you I'm just trying to drive people to the good content. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. And and I do it because I think when I say Budden, it's like a borderline speech impediment. Like what's he saying? He he needs to spell that. You know, it's my own thing. But and if I say Budden, I said him with a B. Like sudden with a beak. Yeah, that's better. That's yeah. That's it's almost like a your name.
1: I, I I learned that because people would say boot in all the time. Not field though. Field Field gets it.
0: Field Yates at Field Yates. He's our ESPN NFL insider, and he's joining us on the call-in line eight eight eight. Say ESPN's the number because he's about to say something super inflammatory, and you're going to want to react. So. <laughs> Field. i saw the tweet yesterday you were talking about your daughter uh you said raise your young well hold on you weren't talking about your daughter you were saying raise your young football playing kids to become a wide receiver so that's the first question kinley six months old is she going to be slot wide out she can be x receiver why what are we doing
2: yeah perimeter wide receiver it does it seems to be where the big money is heading we've been practicing with some uh, soft foods so far it seems to have a catch radius which is encouraging and you know i really i barely lead. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on i always love talking shop with one of my favorite people at espn and chris budden and yep. good to also be on with you randy i yeah, uh, hope man. you guys are having a wonderful start to the show uh <laughs> but yeah it's a good day to be a wide receiver it really is a good time right now i mean every time i turn there's another receiver getting a 25 million dollar per year close to a deal uh when as of like two years ago those literally didn't exist so the uh wide receiver empowerment era is upon us
1: Feel I'm going to send Jason Landon your way, Camp Yates, okay, to get us uh, prepped for the Uh multi-million deal that will be coming their way uh, in about 20 years. So what does this mean for the Seahawks? I mean, I don't think that Drew Locke is the long-term plan when you're locking up DK for that amount of money.
2: Yeah, so it's funny, Chris, because I know why people are immediately saying, like, yeah, you're going to pay him a ton of money to have, like, a pretty average season because his quarterbacks are so bad. And I hear that. That being said, if you're the Seahawks, You have a guy in DK Metcalf who you took, which always brings like an element of pride into play. Beyond that, he's done everything you could possibly ask a player within your own program. Second round pick that some teams had off their board. This is a good example to other young Seahawk players, and there are going to be a lot of them because they have a ton of extra draft capital these days. That if you do what we ask of you, and even more. You will be rewarded as one of the richest players ever at the wide receiver spot. So it could be a tough year this year for the entire offense because of the currently uninspiring quarterback competition that is taking place between Drew Locke and also Geno Smith. But DK Metcalf is kind of a foundation piece, and DK kind of protected himself because he did a three-year extension that rather a five- or six-year deal that obviously would have had more total money. At 27 years old, DK Metcalf will be back on the open market And if he stays on his current trajectory, he could be seeing a deal that dwarfs the kind that we're seeing being signed right now by guys that are close to his or that age right now, like Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, which are nine-figure contracts at maximum value.
0: Yeah, hitting it at age 27 is a master stroke. It really is. And hitting free agency for the first time because, you know, the Seahawks are are preventing that right now. Elsewhere in the same division, where do you fall on what we've seen in this 48-hour, 72-hour span between the Cardinals and, and Kyler Murray?
2: It's hilarious. Probably is where I start, right? Yeah. It's just like, what a preposterous story that we're talking about <sighs> in late July. Um, it's funny. So the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, well, Kyler Murray specifically is has described like the backlash as disrespectful, right? like It's disrespectful that people don't believe that I work that hard. And the only reason why we have been led to believe that Kyler Murray's work habits should be in called into question is because his own team required that he have a four hour study hall per week during the NFL regular season. I don't know exactly like what percentage that equates to of the average starting quarterback in terms of hours prepping during the NFL week, but I gotta figure like four hours is like literally the bare minimum. Like we're asking you, we're requiring you to do the bare minimum and if there wasn't cause for concern, the clause wouldn't have been there in the first. Would have been in there in the first place. And I know that the fact that they removed the clause from the contract has generated a separate conversation. It all comes back to the very central point here for me, which is that if Kyler Murray is unwilling, at least right now or up to this point, to put in the extra effort to be the very best quarterback in the NFL, it puts a ceiling on the Cardinals as a franchise. Talent only takes you so so far, and Kyler is a prodigy, the only person ever to be drafted in the first round or close to the top of the board like he was in multiple sports, right? The ninth overall pick in the M L B, the first overall pick in the NFL, like he is kind of one of one. But that eventually runs out because the NFL is the best there is available athletes wise in the game of football. And at some point his natural abilities are going to reach a ceiling unless he puts in that extra effort. And, you know, we have some fun at the expense sometimes of Tom Brady of his work habits, but the legendary work habits have been a contributing factor to a career that will take him into the age of 45 next week and still playing an extremely high level. Not that Brady is the expectation for every quarterback, but there are a lot of quarterbacks who should be and are, You know, to borrow the cliche, the first guy in, the last guy out, that's a responsibility that comes with a $230.5 million deal. That's good
1: points. So one quarterback that's sitting there in limbo is Jimmy G. What's the likelihood that he's sitting behind Trey Lance in a 49ers uniform the rest of the season, or is he finding a spot to play?
2: I think he's going to find a spot elsewhere, Chris, but I'm not totally convinced it'll happen via a trade. I'm going to get into the, uh, into the weeds a little bit here, but he's currently due a sal- uh, salary of $24.2 million, which means that if a team were to acquire him, it would take on a cap hit of $24.2 million. You look around the NFL landscape right now, there's like two teams, and it might be just one team now. I think it's the Browns are definitely able to afford it, other teams incapable of affording it. And you have to ask yourself, if Jimmy Garoppolo were a superstar quarterback, then you'd move mountains to A, acquire him and B, pay him that money. He's a solid quarterback. Not a top 10 quarterback, not a bottom 10 quarterback. He's somewhere in the middle. And for one year, at $24.2 million, just go around the NFL and find a team that will be willing to upset its current plan at quarterback. And I think the only one that you can make a case for is the Seahawks. But the 49ers aren't going to trade Jimmy G to Seattle because they play in the same division. So I think there's a chance that if Seattle wants Jimmy G, they can play the long game, wait for him to get released, and then eventually sign him as a free agent. But it's going to be a waiting game, and the 49ers' best chance of trading Jimmy G might be if someone else's starting quarterback gets hurt. He's kind of like the 33rd starter for right now.
0: Okay. Okay. So listen, so what I'm hearing, reinforcement, we're not having Finley play quarterback. We're having her play wide receiver because that's Kinley, sure. what I say? Finley, that's Nicole Briscoe's daughter. My fault. My, my fault. goodness. So Kinley... Doesn't play quarterback because yeah. there's a chance that she moves around too much. And then what? You know, you're, you're following your grandkids right. around the country. Feel that I'm spinning it forward. Time is a flat circle. It's a
2: great point, Gary. I appreciate you mentioning love, that. Love uh, it. <laughs> it is always good having. It's
0: always good having Mike Clay on. Um, listen, yeah. Best, best to your better. Best to your better half. Best to the the whole Yates crew. You know, I love your mom as well. Uh, Paige is the best. Thanks, buddy.
1: Ms. Field.
2: Thanks, Randy. Chris, you guys are the best. And while I do especially love hanging out with Chris on radio, (laughs) Randy, you're not half that up.
0: Field is the best. And speaking of Jimmy G, we're going to continue that conversation. There's a star player in this way. We're going to continue in this way. A star player on his team's future is in question. He might be the last of the offensive hold ins. What's the latest with Debo Samuel? Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, in the ESPN app. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Sometimes things make too much sense in the in the National Football League, and it's just it won't happen for for a, a complicated reason. And so I, I say that to say we've talked about DK Metcalf a little bit and how it's a it's a massive contract for a massively talented man, but he's going to have a, an uncertain quarterback situation and certainly a drop off from Russell Wilson, Chris Budden, who's going to be throwing to him. So why wouldn't you bring in quarterback help when there is quarterback help very much available? But you don't deal. What? What's the analogy here? You don't send a nicer car to live in your neighbor's driveway. Whatever it is, you know. I mean, you're not going to. If you're the Niners, you're not going to facilitate that move to make your division rival that much better.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because do the Niners think it's a nice car? Because they're going to play a complete unknown of Trey Lance, who hasn't played a full season of football in what three years. To a guy that, I mean, he didn't play bad uh, to what Field said, good quarterback, not in the, the tier of great quarterbacks, but he got them at least a first round win against the Cowboys uh, had they not shot themselves in the foot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's a it's a car that you don't think that much about. Uh, yeah. he, here's the deal. I feel like they're sitting around waiting for a possible injury during training in training camp to somebody else, yeah, and then that's where he goes. Or news drops about Deshaun Watson because they already have three other quarterbacks behind him that they don't. I don't feel like is going to be the guy, and then that ends up the mm-hmm. spot uh, for Jimmy G.
0: Let's think of some quarterback scenarios that are less than ideal. Okay, like maybe there's a quarterback competition, and you don't love your options. You know, I look at Carolina. You know, you're choosing between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. That's an example. I, I know the money Matt probably Corral. money Don't probably doesn't work Matt there. Matt Corral, Matt Corral's a, a man among men. Uh, but what about Pittsburgh? What if we get a couple? What if we get two preseason Ooh. games in in Pittsburgh or three, even? And Mitch Trubisky looks non impressive, and ditto for you know Kenny Pickett. You know, and you're just you're kind of like, mm, all right. I don't, Houston, I don't love this. Yeah. You know, what if Davis Mills Davis gets hurt? Mills? You know, what if he, Yeah, there, there's a there's something that could happen there. You know, you're right. Yeah. I, I, maybe, I don't know maybe the contract situation.
1: Yeah, I don't know who can afford what and what that would be at that point. So maybe it's take on the 42 mil.
0: All I'm saying is maybe it's not injury. Maybe it's also ineffectiveness that, mm. that could rear its head. But they're running. Out. It's getting late. All right. The music's starting to slow down in this game of musical chairs. And it could be that the Niners are just stuck holding this asset and they could lose it. For absolutely nothing. What about the wide receiver there in San Francisco? Is Debo the next to get paid big? Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Twitter handle is at ESPN Radio, at Randy Scott ESPN for me. You can see me on uh, SportsCenter AM, Thursday through Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. She's at Chris Budden. Ah, uh, Chris with a K button, like sudden, but with a B, or Joe button. Yep, getting the thumbs up in the uh, <laughs> thumbs up in the Zoom eight eight eight. Say ESPN's the number eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Whatever you were playing with a moment ago while we were talking about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you were sort of leaned back. So you're for, for those who cannot see, uh, which is everybody, and this is great radio to describe it. But she's wearing sort of like a, a drive through, like a like a like a fast food drive through <laughs> headset. But she was leaned back in the office chair. Sort of sitting back and like fidgeting with something with her fingers, but in sort of like a Bond villain way, while she was talking about while she was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, and it was, it was it had this feel of like, no, Mister Garoppolo, I don't expect you to get, <laughs> get traded. I expect you to die. And it was very is always watching you. Very much a Bond villain. Daughter's hair tie. <laughs> it was a daughter's hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Uh, so back to the 49ers. We'll keep a, a left coast bias out there in San Fran or <clears throat> Frisco, as the locals call it. <laughs> is Debo Samuel the next wide receiver to get paid, to get paid, to get the ba- the baggest of bags this offseason? Because the- these are the contracts. All right, the 2019 first-rounders have gotten theirs. Even Hunter Renfro, and I say even, not because of production. I mean, he's a slot machine out there in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Hold for applause. But two years,
1: 30... Everyone already turned off the radio out there, out west, after you called it the Frisco. They said, Alexa, please (sighs) shut off this man, Randy. Turn down your... Car stereo. You can
0: call it the Frisco. That would be ridiculous. But two years, $32 million for Hunter Renfro. Terry McLaurin gets three years, $71 million from the Commanders. DK Metcalf, the latest, as in like last night, gets three years, $72 million, including $30 million guaranteed, according to Adam Schefter. But A.J. Brown got this ball rolling here, four years, $100 million. So his average annual value of $25 million is the highest uh, among this group, although DK is not too far behind it at $24. Deontay Johnson would like a word there in Pittsburgh. But for now, Debo Samuel is the hold-in, Chris. So he's at practice, but he's not practicing. He's at training camp, but he's not going through drills. Is he next?
1: Yeah, he's just waiting. Uh, I I feel for him that there is a I'm afraid to – not afraid to play. There is a concern with – how are you going to use me this year? I don't want to go out and play 50% at running back and have a position where my life expectancy in this league is very slim. If you're not going to sit here and pay me, you want to pay me, I'll play what you want me to play. I like the majority of my snaps to be at wide out. Uh, And until I have some reassurances that you are going to offer me my contract or that you're not going to use me in ways that's going to be a detriment to my future in the league, then I'm just going to sit here. Uh, He's obviously an unbelievable talent. I had many of his games in college and watching him up close, he is just a phenomenal, explosive and incredible to watch and deserves every dollar cent that's going to come his way. I just wonder... How long's the holdout? Like I know there's a hold in, he's there. Mm-hmm. If it gets to be September, where are we?
0: Yeah, I mean listen, the contract numbers for 2022, a notable raise coming off of the first 3 years of the rookie deal, but it's still under 4 million dollars. It would have been DK Metcalf money. It, there really is a parallel there because Metcalf would have made 3.9 million and his first three seasons in the NFL, he's over 3,000 total receiving yards and 29 touchdowns, and just very much you're buying in at a good time. You know, you're, not, you're not rewarding for you know, stats on the sheet. You're buying in for potential moving forward, and, and Debo's been that guy. What you said, though, about some of this say that he wants over how he's used in the offense, is it's a big point because I would argue his value lies in the versatility. So if you are a Debo and you're like, this is great, guys, but you can't keep giving me 80 carries a season. I've got to be my primary wide receiver here. Well, they may say, hold on a second, because your value to us is how we want to use you, especially, Chris, with Trey Lance Mm -hmm. set to take over under center and some of the things that they like so much about him to draft him so high, some of the versatility aspects they they could run different packages within the offense. They like to be multiple. Kyle Shanahan loves that. Obviously, Debo would probably be a, not a, a, certainly not a gadget, but someone that they could rely on and capitalize on that versatility. All this having been said, ESPN 49ers reporter Nick Wagoner is around that team, knows it inside and out. He's on Freddie and Fitzsimmons two nights ago. This was before DK's extension, so keep that in mind as he gives us the latest surrounding Debo.
2: It's officially a hold-in as of today. Debo Samuel is at practice, not actually practicing, doing some conditioning work on the side, but There's a lot of momentum here, guys, uh, in the last few days in particular towards getting a deal done. The 49ers are openly confident about it, which, you know, I would have said as recently as a month or two ago. uh, I don't know where that confidence would have come came from, but I I understand it now. They've worked through a lot of the issues that I think existed there, even though Debo has never uh, kind of come out and said what those issues are. Um, I think he's starting to feel the love, and I think ultimately that deal is going to get done.
0: All right, so all right, Debo maybe starting to feel the love, but I remember the video from the Las Vegas club uh, earlier in the summer where someone said, someone had a sign. Is this a thing in clubs? I'm going to ask the mother of two young children. Is this the thing in clubs now? And how old do I sound? Where like Andy Rooney, <laughs> Andy Rooney in the background. Are you old if you make an Andy Rooney reference? Yes. yes. Are you old when you <laughs> s- sound like it? Is like, is this the thing in clubs where there are people with like, um, you like make your own marquee sign? Is that? Like in the clubs, obviously the sparklers are there. That's kind of it's kind of two thousand and late. But there are there's now it's like a marquee, and you can like create your own sign. And it was Debo back with the 49ers. and Debo's in the clubs. Someone's trying to get his attention, and Debo's giving you like the throat slash like yikes, like no, that's <laughs> not, not happening. Not not you know what I mean? It. So I don't think he wants. I I don't know. I mean, maybe something has changed. Since earlier in the summer, but you look at seventeen hundred, more than seventeen hundred yards from scrimmage, fourteen touchdowns, first team pro bowler, fine, but also but or rather a pro bowler, but first team all pro. That's what really jumps out.
1: And if he does not want to run the ball, the just the receptions and the touchdowns alone from the wide receiver position does not stack up against the rest. DK Metcalf twenty nine touchdowns, Debo Samuel ten.
3: Oh wow. Fifty the- less
1: receptions from that two thousand nineteen. Draft Uh, class. class.
0: Okay. All right. We have a Hall of Fame quarterback set to join us. We're going to talk to him about Kyler Murray. We're going to talk to him about Lamar. Others getting unfairly criticized here decades after he broke in. But it's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Warren Moon going to join the show. Chris Budden, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.